This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The U.S. has given the go-ahead for Ukraine's neighbor, Poland, to send fighter jets to Ukraine despite warnings from Russia. There have been three assassination attempts against Ukrainian President Zelensky. The U.S. Secretary of State says there is a plan in place if Zelensky is killed. Antony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, also confirms Russia is attacking civilian areas of Ukraine against its promise not to do so. The People's Convoy plans to disrupt traffic in Washington, D.C. today in protest of COVID-19 regulations in the U.S. It's similar to Canada's Freedom Convoy. Leaders admit New York City's soaring crime rate, including subway crime, is hurting efforts to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. Plans for Poland to send fighter jets to Ukraine have been given the green light by the U.S. The move comes amid warnings from Russia that countries hosting Ukrainian aircraft could become involved in an armed conflict. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. has been in talks with Poland. The plan is to allow Polish fighter jets to be flown by Ukrainian Air Force pilots to combat Russia's air superiority. We continue to see President Putin doubling down and digging in on this aggression uh, against Ukraine. Uh, That's continuing. I think we have to be prepared, um, unfortunately, tragically, for this to go on uh, for some time. The deal would see Ukraine take Poland's 28 Russian-made MiG-29 warplanes, which in turn would be replaced by a fresh set of F-16s by the United States. China's foreign minister, Wang Yi, told Blinken that China opposes any moves that would add fuel to the flames in Ukraine. U.S. Secretary of State Blinken also revealed that Ukraine's government has a plan in place if President Volodymyr Zelensky is killed during the Russian invasion. Zelensky has already survived three assassination attempts by Russian-backed groups just this week. After Blinken's grim revelation, Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio was criticized for sharing an image of Zelensky during a Zoom call, despite being asked not to. That call had been widely reported. Actually, the specific time had been reported. There were over 300 people on it. All the call details had been emailed. So there was nothing secure about that call. And and the picture is just a nondescript picture. It looks just like every of the other ones that you've seen out there publicly. During Saturday's phone call with U.S. lawmakers, Ukraine's president urged Americans to send more weapons and to enact a no-fly zone over his nation's borders. The U.S. Secretary of State appeared on CNN's State of the Union with Jake Tapper from Moldova on Sunday. 
Blinken confirmed that there are credible reports of deliberate attacks by Russia on Ukrainian civilians. What we're doing right now is documenting all of this, uh, putting it all together, looking at it, and making sure that uh, as people and the appropriate organizations and institutions investigate whether uh, war crimes have been or are being committed, that um, we can uh, support uh, whatever, whatever they're doing. The International Criminal Court said it has launched an investigation into allegations of war crimes against humanity and genocide by Russia against Ukraine. Today marks the 12th day of Russia's war on Ukraine. Russian President Vladimir Putin initially said that his invasion of Ukraine would not target any civilians. However, Russian forces have hit multiple towns and cities, hospitals, apartment buildings and an orphanage. Russian troops failed to uphold the second phase of the second planned ceasefire in Mariupol, instead doing heavy shelling as civilians attempted to evacuate. The People's Convoy has arrived in the nation's capital. Hundreds of truckers and other vehicles are taking part in the anti-vax protest. They've encircled the outskirts of Washington, D.C. They did so Sunday to slow traffic. The People's Convoy, similar to Canada's Freedom Convoy, originated out in California. The convoy is calling for an end to all pandemic-related restrictions. Leaders of the People's Convoy say they plan to today drive slowly around the Beltway, the 64-mile highway that encircles Washington, D.C. The protest comes as major U.S. cities are rolling back mask mandates and other COVID-19 restrictions as hospitalizations and cases of COVID-19 decline dramatically. New York City leaders admit the city's skyrocketing crime rate is hurting the city's efforts to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. They underscored escalating subway crime as slowing recovery. Partnership for New York City President Kathy Wilde told 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis on the Cats Roundtable that helping commuters feel safe is vital to bringing white-collar workers back to in-office work. It's not just gun violence. We're talking about just a general deterioration in the feeling that we are safe walking the streets, riding the subways, safe from disease and safe from harassment, from assault, and, um, and worse. Later on the show by MTA Chair Jenna Lieber, Wilde also took aim at New York State lawmakers' controversial bail reform laws, which allow repeat offenders to walk free, such as Frank Abraqua. He's accused of smearing his own feces in the face of a strap hanger who rebuffed him at the Wakefield station. Marshall Simon, a homeless man with a history of mental illness, is charged with fatally pushing Michelle Go to her death at the Times Square station. 77 WABC time check 507. Let's head over to the traffic desk. Traffic and transit is next. Here on 77 WABC during the 77 WABC early show, Joe Nolan is here. 
Hey, good morning, Deb. Good morning, everybody. And as we start around this morning, we've got ourselves a couple of problems already. First of all, northbound New York State Thruway coming up to exit one, that off-ramp there. A water main break, and as a result, all lanes are going to be closed on that off-ramp northbound on the Thruway. Probably won't affect the main line much. Westbound on the Belt Parkway at Rockaway Parkway, we've got a crash there. LIE, northern southern states, all three moving well, coming out of Nassau County right on through and into the city, at least so far. That'll change, as I'm sure you're aware of. Inbound Lincoln, Olive, George, all with minor delays up to this point. In New Jersey, northbound Route 9 at New Brunswick Avenue, there is an accident. Again, the left lane going to be out of service there. Now, in Jersey also, 82, 82, 87, 19, 22, all that seems to be moving along at a pretty good clip without much of an issue, at least not yet. Same thing coming up from the Jersey Shore on the, the Turnpike and the Parkway. Both seem to be doing pretty well. Jersey Transit, though, we do have delays on the North Jersey coastline. They do have a track condition. If you're heading out for business at the airports this morning, they're all good. There are no delays whatsoever there at all. Everybody leaving right on or close and alternate side of the street. Parking rules and regulations once again today are going to be in effect citywide. So we're off to a pretty good start. Just watch that Bell Parkway. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Increasing clouds today. Showers likely, possibly even a thunderstorm after 4 p.m. or high 69. Tonight we have showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm until 7 p.m. Then showers likely between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Cloudy skies during the evening, then gradual clearing overnight with a low 40. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies. The high is near 48. Right now, 60 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Well, the House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol alleges that former President Donald Trump engaged in a criminal conspiracy in his efforts to challenge the 2020 election. The claim is in a court filing. Now, experts say that the panel has more work to do in order to convince federal prosecutors of the case against Trump. Here is CNN congressional correspondent Ryan Nobles. You know, for the most part, they've tried to shy away from any idea that this wasn't a criminal investigation, that th- this was a legislative function. This is the first time them saying out loud, this wasn't just an attempt to try and find a, a, a legal maneuver to try and win back the White House. He was actually committing a crime. Although there is little precedent, the select committee's filing escalates the committee's efforts to go after Trump. The panel is attempting to convince a federal judge that it should be allowed to obtain Trump campaign attorney John Eastman's communications with the president and others. Eastman has maintained attorney-client privilege. Due to Russia's war on Ukraine, there are calls for the U.S. to ban Russian oil imports. Jonathan Carr of ABC News said on this week that it's extraordinary the Biden administration is sanctioning everything but Russian oil, which drives Russia's economy. It is not insignificant. Uh, We actually take in more petroleum from Russia than we do from Saudi Arabia. Uh, So so the ban will result in and and it also obviously affects the world supply as well. So you'll see oil go from not $100 a barrel to $150, maybe $200 a barrel. Congressional members from both sides of the aisle are calling on President Biden to ban Russian oil imports, including Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California. Secretary of State Antony Blinken told CNN the president is holding discussions with European allies about sanctioning Russian oil. We are now talking uh, to our European partners and allies to look uh, in a coordinated way 
uh, at the uh, prospect of banning the import of Russian oil uh, while making sure that there is uh, still an appropriate supply of oil on, on world markets. That's a very active discussion as we speak. Against Russia have crippled the Russian economy and made it more difficult to acquire cash. Sanctions, however, are driving up the price of gas as global oil supplies are disrupted. AAA says the national average for a gallon of gas has ticked above $4. The war on Ukraine has sent crude over $125 a barrel as of this morning. Russian forces killed three volunteers who brought food to a dog shelter about 18 miles outside of Ukraine's capital of Kiev. Young Anastasia Laskaya and two others were shot and killed in Buka as she drove back from the animal shelter. The woman's family and friends believe her car was deliberately targeted by Russian troops. The animal shelter had gone three days without food when the three volunteers made that trip. Russia's demands through talks in Vienna to revive Iran's 2015 nuclear deal into uncertainty on Sunday. Russia is demanding a U.S. guarantee that the sanctions it faces over the Ukraine conflict will not hurt its trade with Tehran. Russia Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said Western sanctions over Ukraine had become a stumbling block for the nuclear deal. Here's Lavrov in an address last week. We're not going to allow some provocations to unbalance us, take us out of balance. But if they begin a a real war against us, then they need to think carefully, those people who, who harbor those plans. A senior Iranian official told Reuters earlier that Tehran was waiting for clarification from Moscow about Lavrov's comments. Iran's top authority, Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khomeini, has publicly and privately been calling for closer ties with Russia due to his deep mistrust of the United States. The Premier League did not air in China over the weekend. It's all due to the league's support of Ukraine. The BBC is reporting sources told them that Chinese rights holders have informed the Premier League they will not air matches. It's due to the league's decision to show support for Ukraine during the matches. The league said the club captains wore armbands in support of Ukraine. A moment of reflection and solidarity was also held before kickoff. Large video screens at each stadium read football stands together over the colors of Ukraine's flag. China and Russia are allies, and China has opposed economic sanctions on Russia in response to Russia's attacks on Ukraine. European governments are moving against Russian oligarchs to pressure Russian President Vladimir Putin to back down against his war on Ukraine. Sanctions here include seizing super yachts and other luxury properties from billionaires. Here's UK Home Secretary Preeti Patel on Sky News. I think every political party in Westminster understands the sense of emergency around taking the action and putting the legislation on statute on a sound legal footing so that we can absolutely go after the oligarchs, reclaim their money, but also sanction these individuals. Activists say that going after the oligarchs is tantamount to going after Russian President Vladimir Putin. 
Italy, since Friday, has seized 143 million euros, 156 million in luxury yachts and villas. Germany's economy ministry said it was in the process of swiftly and effectively implementing the Russia sanctions, but declined to elaborate. The U.K. has also frozen the assets of certain Russian individuals. A ballistic missile was fired into the sea by North Korea on Saturday. It's the ninth ballistic missile fired by North Korea so far this year amid stalled nuclear negotiations with the United States. With denuclearization currently off the table, North Korea conducted a record seven tests in January before resuming on February 27th. South Korea's National Security Council criticized the pace of launches. South Korea promised to even more closely monitor North Korea's nuclear and missile-related facilities. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Justin Ellick is at the sports desk with more sports. Yes, I am, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. We had a packed slate of local games yesterday, so let's jump right in with the Nets, who were in Boston to take on the Celtics. A rare appearance from both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving was unfortunately not enough to drown out a possessed Jason Tatum, who poured in a season-high 54 points to lead his Celtics to a 126-120 to victory over the Nets. Brooklyn drops to under 500 at 32-33 and overall and now sit outside of playoff contention as the nine seed in the Eastern Conference standings. They'll be in Charlotte tomorrow to try and get back to even against the Hornets. As for the Knicks, they fared much better out west in Los Angeles as they bested the Clippers 116-93. to R.J. Barrett led all scoring on the night with 24 points in his 33 minutes on the floor. New York snaps a seven-game losing streak before their date with the Kings in Sacramento tonight. That tip-off is set for 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. On the ice, we had the Devils and Rangers in action yesterday. Both were victorious as the Devils take out the St. Louis Blues in overtime by a score of 3-2, to and the Rangers dominate the Jets and win Winnipeg behind two goals from their top scorer, Chris Kreider. Devils will have the Colorado Avalanche up, Avalanche, excuse me, up next tomorrow night in Jersey. And the Hockey Blue Shirts will head to Minnesota to face off with the Wild come tomorrow night as well. Keep an eye out tonight for the Islanders, who are set to welcome in the aforementioned Avalanche for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time face-off. And finally, the conflict in Ukraine is now starting to have a much more direct impact on sports here in the U.S. as WNBA star Brittany Griner is currently being detained in Russia after customs officials said they found hashish oil in her luggage at an airport near Moscow in February. Secretary, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Sunday, quote, the United States will provide every possible assistance to citizens who are being held in foreign countries. Hopefully that means Griner will be back on home soil sometime soon. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Let's head to traffic now with Joe Nolan. Good morning, Joe. Hey, good morning, Deb. Morning, everybody, again. And if you're on the New York State Thruway, again, that off-ramp is still shut down as you get off at Hall Place, Exit 1, and again, the emergency water main repairs. It's been there, apparently, for a while. Now, Westbound Belt Parkway at Rockaway Parkway, last time we told you about an earlier accident. That is now out of the way. If you're on the westbound LIE, we're moving well, but it is building up. As you travel westbound coming through the middle of Nassau County and then as you start to come into the city, you know, usual delays starting to build from 108 Street right and in through the area of Queens Boulevard. Inbound on the Gowanus BQE coming up through lower Brooklyn, building up, slowing a little bit now from Industry City on up to the Brooklyn Bridge. Minor delays at this point coming inbound at the Lincoln and Holland Tunnel, George Washington Bridge. We look good all the way up and down the Garden State Parkway. Same thing on the New Jersey Turnpike, 80, 78, 280, all of that in New Jersey still moving along. 
along at a pretty good clip. Now, in Connecticut, both ways on the post road, all lanes are closed at Park Avenue in Greenwich. There are down power lines. The airports are in good shape, and Jersey Transit trains uh, delays on the North Jersey coastline, apparently a track condition along the way there. Other than that, though, subways, Long Island Railroad, Metro North, everybody running on or close to schedule and alternate side in effect today. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Joe Nolan, and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers are likely today, possibly even a thunderstorm, mainly after 4 p.m. Increase in clouds throughout the day are high near 69 tonight. Showers are likely, possibly a thunderstorm before 7 p.m., then showers likely between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Cloudy during the evening, then gradual clearing with a low of 40. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, the high near 48. And right now, 60 degrees, yeah, 60, and partly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report. All three indexes closed lower on Friday with Russia's invasion of Ukraine taking the steam out of a positive jobs report. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial lost 179 points, the S&P 500 fell 34 points, and the Nasdaq dropped 224 points. The average price for a gallon of regular gasoline hit $4 on Sunday, the highest level since 2008. And with prices surging amidst Russia's attack on Ukraine, the record high of 4.11 per gallon set that year is likely to fall any day. The AAA national average stands at 4.01, up 9 cents a gallon since Saturday's reading and up 47 cents or 13 percent since before Russia invaded Ukraine 12 days ago. World food prices hit a record high in February, led by a surge in vegetable oils and dairy products to post a 20.7% increase year-on-year, the U.N. Food Agency said Friday. The Food and Agricultural Organization's Food Price Index, which tracks most globally traded food commodities, averaged 140.7 points last month against a downwardly revised 135.4 in January. The figure was previously given as 135.7. The famous Russian-themed vodka is now to just be known by its nickname, Stoli. One of the companies behind the brand said in a news release, Stoli said Friday that the move is a direct response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Stolichnaya was first distilled in the Soviet Union in 1938. Despite growing calls to ban Russian vodkas in the United States, Stoli is actually manufactured and bottled in Latvia, according to the company's website. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And uh, taking a look this morning at Dow futures are all in the red right now. The Dow Jones Industrial Average at 33,102, down 481 points. The S&P is down 65. The Nasdaq down 227 points right now. Crude oil right now at $122 a barrel and 44 cents. That is up $6.78 this morning. Gold up $35.20 an ounce to $2,001.80. The WABC Early News. New York City is taking another step to bounce back from the viral pandemic. As of today, New York City is dropping several COVID-19 related safety protocols. Being lifted, mask mandates in schools and vaccination requirements for business. 
This is about giving people the flexibility that is needed to continue to allow not only safety, but we have to get our economy back on track. It's time to open our city and get the economy back operating. That's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Some mask and vaccination requirements, though, remain in effect. Some indoor venues, such as Broadway, are keeping their mask and vaccination mandates at least through the end of March. Mask mandates remain in effect on mass transit or when you visit your doctor's office. As of March 5th, the New York City Health Department says the seven-day rolling average of COVID-19 cases per 100,000 persons is 1.6 percent. Well, a defiant ex-New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, turned an appearance Sunday at a Brooklyn church into a 25-minute rant. Cuomo blamed the cancel culture and political sharks for forcing his resignation last August. During his speech at God's Battalion of Prayer in East Flatbush, Cuomo used the term cancel culture repeatedly, saying cancel no fewer than 25 times. My father, God rest his soul, used to say government is an honorable profession, but that politics can be a dirty business. Now, that is especially true today when this politics out there is so mean and so extreme. When even the Democratic Party chooses to cancel people that they have a disagreement with. The appearance at the Brooklyn Church is Cuomo's first public appearance since his resignation last summer. Cuomo fumed about New York State Attorney General Letitia James Probe that found he sexually harassed 11 women, including executive staffers and a state trooper, insisting he never did anything illegal. Five criminal complaints were dismissed against Cuomo. The trooper filed one of the complaints, and she has since filed a lawsuit against the ex-governor. New York City public advocate Jamani Williams has made at least eight appearances on Russia state television while he was a New York City councilman. During the appearances, Williams attacked former President Donald Trump as a Nazi and falsely stated Russia and the CIA had influenced the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. Williams' appearance on RT America in January of 2017, he promised he would be involved in civil disobedience from day one to protest Trump's election. Uh, I do believe uh, Russia was an issue and CIA, but no doubt about it, Democrats lost because of the hubris of themselves. On Thursday, Russia abruptly shut down the network and laid off most of its staff after it was dropped by DirecTV and Roku, dealing a crushing financial blow to the network. A former advisor to former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio was the newest member of New York State's Board of Regents. Shino Tanikawa believes toxic whiteness is everywhere, and she also has a history of griping about it on social media. The state legislature made the controversial appointment of the 59-year-old to represent Manhattan and the Bronx last Tuesday. In 2019, Tenikawa fumed on mayoral control of city schools, saying, quote, no more control. We don't want to be controlled, especially by a white man. Tenikawa, who lives in Sowo with her white husband, tweeted in another 2019 Carranza thread, too many Asians are aligning with the white power structure rather than being allies to our black and Latinx brothers and sisters. She tweeted in 2019 that the notion that an anti-white person of color cannot be a racist is correct. 
Violent gunplay continues in New York City. The NYPD says three people were hurt by gunfire in the five boroughs on Saturday. Gunmen in all three cases are at large. Police say around 7.30 a.m., a motorist was shot in the back and the leg following a dispute with another driver. This happened right near Exit 6 on the Jackie Robinson Parkway. The 28-year-old man was taken to Brookdale Hospital in stable condition. The alleged shooter took off westbound in a white vehicle. The gunfire followed two earlier incidents. Now, according to police, around 2.39 a.m., right near the United Nations, a man was shot once in the stomach during a dispute with an unknown shooter. He is expected to survive. The alleged shooter fled. Just before 2 a.m. on Staten Island, a 25-year-old man was shot from behind while sitting in his vehicle at Richmond Terrace and Van Pelt Avenue. That victim also expected to survive. And 77 WABC time check, 527. Joe Nolan has traffic and transit. Joe? All right, Deb, starting in Jersey this time as you travel on northbound Route 9, coming into New Brunswick Avenue, an accident there. Apparently an accident investigation also in the process of being done. So as you head out on the Route 9, you are going to have some problems right around the area of the Raritan River. Now, we're also looking at delays inbound on the Gowanus BQE. Now, starting to build up Industry City all the way on up to the Brooklyn Bridge. And again, it's not that jammed in stuff yet, but it is certainly uh, slower than it was last time we spoke. Inbound on the LIE, we're building up from the Clearview and through Queens Boulevard. If you're on the Grand Central Parkway, a little bit of a better trip now as you come away from the Cross Gardens and then up towards uh, the RFK Triborough Bridge. BQE looks to be pretty good on the upper end on the southbound side coming away from the LIE, getting down to the Lower East River crossings. Up in Connecticut, both ways, Post Avenue, again, this is going to be in Greenwich at Park Avenue, down wires from an earlier accident. So there are lanes blocked there in both directions. Now, we do have problems with New Jersey Transit this morning. There are delays on the North Jersey coastline. Again, that track condition in Middletown, that will continue. Other than that, though, mass transit, commuter railroad, subways, everybody running right on or close to schedule. The airports are actually in pretty good shape this morning, too, as you'd expect them to be. But later on, you know, later this afternoon, thunderstorms supposed to come through, and that always messes things up. And alternate side of the street parking rules once again today are in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our high near 39. The wind chill between 15 and 25. Now, tonight, a little bit more rain, but clearing skies overnight. And then tomorrow, mostly sunny skies with a high of 48. Right now, 60 degrees, partly clear skies in Manhattan. We'll be back with more early news right after this. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. The U.S. has given the go-ahead for Ukraine's neighbor, Poland, to send fighter jets to Ukraine, despite warnings from Russia. There have been three assassination attempts against Ukrainian President Zelensky. The U.S. Secretary of State says there is a plan in place if Zelensky is killed. Antony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, also confirms Russia is attacking civilian areas of Ukraine against its promise not to do so. 
The People's Convoy plans to disrupt traffic in Washington, D.C. today in protest of COVID-19 regulations in the U.S. that's similar to Canada's Freedom Convoy. Leaders admit New York City's soaring crime rate, including subway crime, is hurting efforts to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. Plans for Poland to send fighter jets to Ukraine have been given the green light by the U.S. The move comes amid warnings from Russia that countries hosting Ukrainian aircraft could become involved in an armed conflict. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. has been in talks with Poland. The plan is to allow Polish fighter jets to be flown by Ukrainian Air Force pilots to combat Russia's air superiority. We continue to see President Putin doubling down and digging in on this aggression uh, against Ukraine. Uh, that's continuing. I think we have to be prepared, um, unfortunately, tragically, for this to go on uh, for some time. Would actually see Ukraine take Poland's 28 Russian-made MiG-29 warplanes, which in turn would be replaced by a fresh set of F-16s by the United States. China's foreign minister, Wang Yi, told Blinken that China opposes any moves that would add fuel to the flames in Ukraine. U.S. Secretary of State Blinken also revealed that Ukraine's government has a plan in place if President Volodymyr Zelensky is killed during the Russian invasion. Zelensky has survived three assassination attempts by Russian-backed groups just this week. After Blinken's grim revelation, Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio was criticized for sharing an image of Zelensky during a Zoom call, despite being asked not to. That call had been widely reported. Actually, the specific time had been reported. There were over 300 people on it. All the call details had been emailed. So there was nothing secure about that call. And, and the picture is just a nondescript picture. It looks just like every of the other ones that you've seen out there publicly. During Saturday's phone call with U.S. lawmakers, Ukraine's president urged Americans to send more weapons and to enact a no-fly zone over his nation's borders. The U.S. Secretary of State appeared on CNN's State of the Union with Jake Tapper from Moldova on Sunday. Blinken confirmed that there are credible reports of deliberate attacks by Russia on Ukrainian civilians. What we're doing right now is documenting all of this. Uh, putting it all together, looking at it, and making sure that uh, as people and the appropriate organizations and institutions investigate whether uh, war crimes have been or are being committed, that um, we can uh, support uh, whatever, whatever they're doing. Last week, the International Criminal Court said it has launched an investigation into allegations of war crimes, crimes against humanity, and genocide by Russia against Ukraine. Today marks the 12th day of Russia's war on Ukraine. Russian President Vladimir Putin initially said that his invasion of Ukraine would not target any civilians. However, Russian forces have hit multiple towns and cities, hospitals, apartment buildings, and even an orphanage. Russian troops failed to uphold the second phase of the second planned ceasefire in Mariupol, instead doing heavy shelling as civilians attempted to evacuate. Well, the People's Convoy has arrived in the nation's capital. Hundreds of truckers and other vehicles are taking part in the anti-vax protest encircling the outskirts of Washington, D.C. Sunday to try and slow traffic. The People's Convoy, similar to Canada's Freedom Convoy, originated in California. The convoy is calling for an end to all pandemic-related restrictions. 
Leaders of the People's Convoy say the plan to today drive slowly around the Belt Parkway. The 64-mile highway encircles Washington, D.C. The protest comes as major U.S. cities are rolling back mask mandates and other COVID-19 restrictions as hospitalizations and cases of COVID-19 decline dramatically. 77 WABC Time Check, 537. Joe Nolan has traffic and transit. All right, Deb, and again in New Jersey, we're going to start on this bad accident, northbound Route 9. This is down on New Brunswick Avenue, which is right around the Raritan River, right in that Woodbridge area, an accident with an accident investigation. So it's probably going to be there a while. Brunswick Avenue, look for a lane closure. Now, coming up through Lower Brooklyn, quite heavy now. We're inbound on the Gowanus BQE. Normal stuff, Industry City, right on up to the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, we're slow now, flat out slow on the LIE coming away from the Clearview into about the area of the Van Wyck, and then it opens up a little bit, and then slow again in through Queens Boulevard. Up in Connecticut, Route 1 in Greenwich, East Putnam Avenue at Park Avenue. There are downed wires, so as a result of that, you have a full closure in both directions, so that's going to cause problems if you're headed to Greenwich High School this morning. You're also looking at delays as you begin to come up and down, or rather really not delays as much as just a lot of traffic as you begin to head inbound at the Midtown Tunnel. We're starting to build up very quickly there. BQE a little slow as you come away again from about the area of uh, Queens Boulevard, pretty much right on down to the Williamsburg Bridge. 20-minute delays on Jersey Transit's North Jersey coastline. Again, a track condition. That would be in Middletown. The airports are good, and alternate side of the street parking rules again today are going to be in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers likely, possibly a thunderstorm today, mainly after 4 p.m. Increasing clouds, the high near 69. Tonight, showers likely, possibly a thunderstorm before 7 p.m., then showers likely between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Cloudy skies during the evening, then gradual clearing overnight with a low around 40. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow with a high near 48. Right now, 60 degrees, partly clear skies. The House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol alleges that former President Donald Trump engaged in a criminal conspiracy in his efforts to challenge the 2020 election. The claim is in a court filing. Now, experts say that the panel has more work to do in order to convince federal prosecutors of the case against Trump. Here's CNN congressional correspondent Ryan Nobles. You know, for the most part, they've tried to shy away from any idea that this was in a criminal investigation, that th- this was a legislative function. This is the first time them saying out loud, this wasn't just an attempt to try and find a, a, a legal maneuver to try and win back the White House. He was actually committing a crime. Although there is little precedent, the select committee's filing escalates the committee's efforts to go after Trump. The panel is attempting to convince the federal judge that it should be allowed to obtain Trump campaign attorney John Eastman's communications with the president and others. Eastman has maintained, though, attorney-client privilege. Due to Russia's war on Ukraine, there are calls for the United States to ban Russian oil imports. Jonathan Carr of ABC News said on this week that it's extraordinary the Biden administration is sanctioning everything but Russian oil, which drives Russia's economy. It is not insignificant. Uh, we actually take in more petroleum from Russia than we do from Saudi Arabia. Uh, so, so the ban will result in, and, and it also obviously affects the world supply as well. So you'll see oil go from not $100 a barrel to 150 maybe $200 a barrel. 
To date, sanctions against Russia have crippled the Russian economy. Congressional members from both sides of the aisle are calling on President Biden to ban Russian oil imports, including Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken told CNN the president is holding discussions with European allies about sanctioning Russian oil. We are now talking uh, to our European partners and allies to look uh, in a coordinated way uh, at the uh, prospect of banning the import of Russian oil uh, while making sure that there is uh, still an appropriate supply of oil on, on world markets. That's a very active discussion as we speak. To date, sanctions against Russia have crippled the Russian economy and made it difficult to acquire cash. Sanctions, however, are driving up the price of gas as global oil supplies are disrupted. AAA says the national average for a gallon of gas has ticked above $4. The war in Ukraine has sent crude oil over $125 a barrel as of this morning. Russian forces killed three volunteers who brought food to a dog shelter about 18 miles outside of Ukraine's capital of Kiev. Young Anastasia Yelenskaya and two others were shot and killed in Buka as she drove back from the animal shelter. The woman's family and friends believe her car was deliberately targeted by Russian troops. The animal shelter had gone three days without food when the three volunteers made that trip. Russia's demands through talks in Vienna to revive Iran's 2015 nuclear deal into uncertainty on Sunday. Russia is demanding U.S. guarantees that the sanctions it faces over the Ukraine conflict will not hurt its trade with Tehran. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said Western sanctions over Ukraine had become a stumbling block for the nuclear deal. Here's Lavrov in an address last week. We're not going to allow some provocations to unbalance us, take us out of balance. But if they begin a a real war against us, then they need to think carefully, those people who, who harbor those plans. A senior Iranian official told Reuters earlier that Tehran was waiting for clarification from Moscow about Lavrov's comments. Iran's top authority, Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khomeini, has publicly and privately been calling for closer ties with Russia due to his deep mistrust of the United States. The Premier League did not air in China over the weekend. It's due to the league's support of Ukraine. The BBC is reporting sources told them that Chinese rights holders have informed the Premier League they will not air matches. It's all due to the league's decision to show support for Ukraine. During the matches, the league says that the club captains wore armbands in support of Ukraine. A moment of reflection and solidarity was also held before kickoff. Large video screens at each stadium read football stands together over the colors of Ukraine's flag. China and Russia rather are allies. China has opposed economic sanctions on Russia in response to Ukraine's attacks on Ukraine. European governments are moving against Russian oligarchs to pressure Russian President Vladimir Putin to back down against his war on Ukraine. Sanctions include seizing super yachts and other luxury properties from billionaires. Here's UK Home Secretary Preeti Patel on Sky News. I think every political party in Westminster understands 
the sense of emergency around taking the action and putting the legislation on statute on a sound legal footing so that we can absolutely go after the oligarchs, reclaim their money, but also sanction these individuals. Activists say that going after the oligarchs is tantamount to going after Russian President Vladimir Putin. Italy since Friday has seized 143 million euros, 156 million in luxury yachts and villas. Germany's economy ministry said it was in the process of swiftly and effectively implementing the Russia sanctions, but declined to elaborate. The U.K. has also frozen the assets of certain Russian individuals. 77 WABC time check, 545. Justin Ellick has sports. Yes, I do, Deb, and I am Justin. I'll here with the early news sports update. We had a packed slate of local games yesterday, so let's jump right in with the Nets, who were in Boston to take on the Celtics. A rare appearance from both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving was unfortunately not enough to drown out a possessed Jason Tatum, who poured in a season-high 54 points to lead his Celtics to a 126-120 victory over the Nets. Brooklyn drops to under 500 at 32-33 and 33 overall and now sit outside of playoff contention as the nine seed in the Eastern Conference standings. They'll be in Charlotte tomorrow to try and get back to even against the Hornets. As for the Knicks, they fared much better out west in Los Angeles as they bested the Clippers 116-93. to 93. R.J. Barrett led all scoring on the night with 24 points in his 33 minutes on the floor. New York snaps a seven-game losing streak before their date with the Kings in Sacramento tonight. That's hip-off the set for 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. On the ice, we had the Devils and Rangers in action yesterday. Both were victorious as the Devils take out the St. Louis Blues in overtime by a score of 3-2. to two. And the Rangers dominate the Jets in Winnipeg behind two goals from their top scorer, Chris Kreider. Devils will have the Colorado Avalanche up next tomorrow night in Jersey. And the Hockey Blue Shirts will, lead, will head to Minnesota excuse me, to face off the Wild come tomorrow night as well. Uh, in terms of tonight, keep an eye out for the Islanders, who were set to welcome in the aforementioned Avalanche for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time face-off. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. And let's head over to traffic with Joe Nolan. All right, Devin, again, as you travel northbound on Route 9, we're going to continue on this. It's a bad accident at North Brunswick, make that New Brunswick Avenue in Woodbridge. Now, as a result of that, at least one lane's out. And again, that would be northbound New Brunswick Avenue on Route 9 in Woodbridge with an accident investigation. In the city, coming inbound on the Gowanus BQE, we're slow from the canal right on up to the Brooklyn Bridge. If you're on the eastbound Cross Bronx at White Plains Road, a disabled in the right lane, get over to the left. Taking a look at a lot of the cameras on the west side highway, getting off at 56th Street, there's quite a bit volume, but other than that, we're in good shape heading down either side of Manhattan. Both ways on Route 1 up in Greenwich, East Putman Avenue. Look for an accident there with downed wires. That would be at Park Avenue, also up to the north on 684 as you begin to come southbound right around the area of Exit 4, Route 172. A collision there. That's in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. We're doing well. Inbound LIE, northern southern. You got the usual stuff, particularly on the LIE. It's building up normally. New Jersey transit trains, 20-minute delays on the North Jersey coastline. Track condition in Middletown, that'll continue. If you're heading out of town, the airports are in good shape this morning, as you would expect. And alternate side of the street parking rules and regulations again today are in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers likely possibly a thunderstorm mainly after 4 p.m. Increase in clouds, a high near 69. 
Overnight, showers likely, possibly a thunderstorm till 7 p.m., then showers likely between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Cloudy during the evening, then gradual clearing. The low overnight is 40. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. The highs near 48 right now, 60 degrees, partly clear skies. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. All three indexes closed lower on Friday with Russia's invasion of Ukraine taking the steam out of a positive jobs report. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial lost 179 points, the S&P 500 fell 34 points, and the Nasdaq dropped 224 points. The average price for a gallon of regular gasoline hit $4 on Sunday, the highest level since 2008. And with prices surging amidst Russia's attack on Ukraine, the record high of 4.11 per gallon set that year is likely to fall any day. The AAA national average stands at 4.01, up nine cents a gallon since Saturday's reading, and up 47 cents or 13 percent since before Russia invaded Ukraine. 12 days ago. World food prices hit a record high in February, led by a surge in vegetable oils and dairy products to post a 20.7% increase year on year, the UN Food Agency said Friday. The Food and Agricultural Organization's food price index, which tracks most globally traded food commodities, averaged 140.7 points last month against a downwardly revised 135.4 in January. The figure was previously given as 135.7. The famous Russian-themed vodka is now to just be known by its nickname, Stoli. One of the companies behind the brand said in a news release, Stoli said Friday that the move is a direct response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Stolichnaya was first distilled in the Soviet Union in 1938. Despite growing calls to ban Russian vodkas in the United States, Stoli is actually manufactured and bottled in Latvia, according to the company's website. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at Dow futures, the Dow Jones Industrial Average at 33,062, down 522 points this morning. The S&P 500 down 68 points. The Nasdaq has fallen 233. Gold up $38.90, an ounce at $2,005.50. Crude oil right now $123.08, a barrel up $7.40. It's the WABC Early News. For the 77 WABC Early News, I spoke with Nassau County Republican Executive Bruce Plakeman about his and Congressman Lee Zeldin's efforts to oust Russian operatives from Killingworth in Glen Cove. The county executive also told the 77 WABC Early News the county is having a weapons drive for war-torn Ukraine. We're talking with Bruce Blakeman. He's a Nassau County executive. Mr. Blakeman, welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. Yes, thank you so much. Bruce, I understand that you and your family have a special connection to war-torn Ukraine. What is it? My great-grandmother, Rose, and my great-grandfather, Morris, they emigrated to the United States from Odessa. And just, you know, sitting and watching what's going on over there, it's heart-wrenching. I'm sure it is. And for those who are unfamiliar with Killingworth in Glen Cove, out in Nassau County, what is it and what happens there? Well, I'm not completely sure what happens because it's secretive, but 
We know it's a Russian compound. It's owned by the Russian government. We know that diplomats come and go. We don't know what they do in there. We suspect that there is spy activity there, that uh, they have intelligence officers there. So uh, it's a great concern that they are located in the middle of our county. And uh, I would like to see the United Nations and the president throw everybody out. U.N. Congressman Lee Zeldin held a press conference outside Killingworth. And that was the purpose of that event, wasn't it, to have these diplomats expelled? Yes, it was, because, again, we don't know what's going on there. Russia now is in a state of war. They've invaded an innocent country without provocation, and it's naked aggression, and it's, it's a potential prelude to a third world war. And having those Russians in the middle of my county is, uh, is not something that I'm comfortable with. How could you accomplish this? I understand that this is a U.N. building. So, no, actually, it's a Russian building under uh, the U.N. charter. So the president of the United States has the ability to expel all diplomats that he might feel are pose a danger to uh, America. So the president has the right to expel them. And I understand that after we had that demonstration there, that the president did expel some diplomats, some of whom may have either been residing there or frequented that uh, location as a uh, kind of vacation resort. Okay. And what would be the benefit of expelling these diplomats? Well, we don't know that they're diplomats. A certain percentage of Russian diplomats do work for their uh, intelligence agencies. So, you know, they're, they're spies. So having spies in a suburb of New York City is not a great idea. If these people were ordered out of Killingworth, what would be the plan for the property? Well, we'd like to see the property restored to the tax rolls and become a private residence rather than a arm of the Russian government. In conclusion, Mr. Blakeman, is there anything else that you would like to add to our interview? I'd just like to say that we're having a gun drive in Nassau County to collect guns to send to the Ukraine. And uh, if you go to our website, NassauCounty.NewYork.gov. You will get information how you can contribute your rifle, your shotgun, or your AR-15 to uh, the cause of uh, allowing Ukrainians to defend themselves. Mr. Blakeman, thank you so much for being with the 77 WABC Early News. It's the WABC Early News. New York City is taking another step to bounce back from the viral pandemic. As of today, New York City dropping several COVID-19-related safety protocols. Being lifted, mask mandates in schools and vaccination requirements for business. This is about giving people the flag that is needed to continue to allow not only safety, but we have to get our economy back on track. It's time to open our city and get the economy back operating. That's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Some mask and vaccination requirements remain in effect. Some indoor venues, such as Broadway, are keeping their mask and vaccination mandates at least through the end of March. Mask mandates remain in effect on mass transit or when you visit your doctor's office. As of March 5th, the New York City Health Department says the seven-day rolling average of COVID-19 cases per 100,000 persons is 1.6 percent. A defiant ex-New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, turned an appearance Sunday at a Brooklyn church into a 25-minute rant. 
Cuomo blamed the cancel culture and other political sharks for forcing his resignation last August. During his speech at God's Battalion of Prayer in East Flatbush, Cuomo used the term cancel culture repeatedly, saying cancel no fewer than 25 times. My father, God rest his soul, used to say government is an honorable profession, but that politics can be a dirty business. Now, that is especially true today when this politics out there is so mean and so extreme. When even the Democratic Party chooses to cancel people that they have a disagreement with. And the appearance at the Brooklyn Church is Cuomo's first public appearance since his resignation last year. Cuomo fumed about New York State Attorney General Letitia James' probe that found he sexually harassed 11 women, including executive staffers and a state trooper, insisting he never did anything illegal. Five criminal complaints were dismissed against Cuomo. The trooper filed one of those complaints, and she has since filed a lawsuit against the ex-governor. 77 WABC time check, 557. Time for traffic and transit with Joe Nolan. All right, Debbie, you're heading out onto the eastbound Cross Bronx now, White Plains Road and disabled. That one's in the right lane if you're on the west side of the highway getting off at 56th Street now, starting to build up. Rest of the way down, though, looks pretty good. And over on the east side, a little bit of a brake check up by the RFK Bridge. If you're inbound on the Gowanus PQE, we're slow from the canal now up to the Brooklyn Bridge. Also delays on the LIE westbound from 108th Street right in through Queens Boulevard in New Jersey. Jersey Turnpike northbound, the Western Spur at 18W now, right at the toll barrier. A crash there right by the metal lands if you're northbound on route nine at new brunswick avenue an accident that has an accident investigation so obviously a pretty bad accident that one would be in woodbridge up to the north on route one in greenwich at east putnam avenue at park avenue that continues with those downed wires that's in both directions also on 684 southbound right around exit four at 172 an accident there might be a second accident there we're just checking into that we have a report of an overturned vehicle jersey transit 20 minute delays on the north jersey coastline again a track condition in Middletown and at the airports were still good. Lincoln Hall and George, all three minor delays are less than five and alternate side is in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers likely, possibly a thunderstorm mainly after 4 p.m. Increase in clouds are high near 69. Tonight, Showers, possibly a thunderstorm until 7 p.m., then showers likely between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Cloudy during the early evening, then gradual clearing the low around 40 overnight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, a high near 48. Right now, 62 degrees, partly clear skies. 77 WABC time check, 559. We're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program coming up at 6 o'clock. And guesting today with Bernie and Sid at 740, you don't want to miss it, Rich Lowry, the editor-in-chief of the National Review. 840, Roger Stone, the American conservative political consultant and lobbyist. Roger Stone at 840 with Bernie and Sid. And Steve Summers at 905 of WFAN fame. And don't miss the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest at 940. 32 past each hour, Sid Sports. 825, Lydia reports and the clip of the day. 77 WABC clip of the day at 30 past each hour. Stay with us.